Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to A Certain Point of View, our Schmodown podcast here on the channel, where we are discussing everything in the movie Trivia Schmodown, and it is brought to you by nobody, because it is just us on the show. We are no one in particular to bring this show to you. We are here talking having fun uh, with the MTS, and we have some very interesting things to talk about today. But before we get to that, my, my name is Jake Berlin, as you can see below me. Um, I am the host here on A Certain Point of View, and we are on episode 12. I can't believe that we've made it 12 episodes, 12 weeks, technically 13 because we missed one. That is awesome. And I have my co-host here today, Mr. Brian Avalicino, um, my fellow Movie Trivish Monown fan. How you doing over there, man? Doing well. Doing how's well. Quarant- how's quarantine holding up for you? Bored out of my mind. Yeah, it's this it's, is definitely yeah. helping. This definitely helps. But yeah, we well on top of this, we shoot we shoot a couple nights a week on some other on another channel, and it's definitely enjoyable. We talk Star Wars and um, we do drafts and and trivia and stuff like that. So um, in a time like this, it's we can definitely tell that we we should, we're a lot luckier than a lot of other people. Oh, if we didn't have this, I'd go. I would probably be going crazy. But yeah, I mean, you're you're doing the you're still doing the virtual teaching, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. My That's kiddos it, yeah. are yeah. my kids are just like <laughs> I've never thought I'd I'd hear my kids go. Can we go back to school yet? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I know. So, right? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's going well though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, as, well as, as good. As, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not an ideal situation, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Cool. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned up top, we have a lot of fun things to talk about on the show today. Um, we first of all, the the exhibition matches are live. They're up. They're ready. They're they're you know packed with people that we're excited to talk about with this stuff. Um, unfortunately, due to uh, just logistics in general, we aren't able to do reactions and post them on the channel, which is fair because they are matches that people pay for. Um, you know, I'm part of the Patreon, and so if I wasn't doing this or doing reactions, I wouldn't want these reactions posted public because I would feel cheated. And so it makes complete sense, um, not just because the video would show up, but the audio-wise, it's still technically watching the reaction. And um, so for the sake of that, we will not be having reactions up for uh, the, the Patreon-exclusive exhibition matches. But we are here to talk about them and discuss them spoiler fashion because we have been lucky enough to watch them and uh we're we're excited about it and they are definitely matches worth talking about and um on top of those which are the champion match and um the new releases match we are going to be talking claudia dolph and warfather um and so that's that's an official match that's up we things happened for me last week so we don't have a reaction up for that one as well um just a missed week um but we are here to discuss it on the channel today and go into full spoiler on that match as well so um brian we we have some very very interesting matches to discuss today i know that we're both looking forward to it in different fashions um before we get going did uh did the did i mean did any of them live up to the hype or did they all live up to the hype uh they all meaning are you talking about just the exhibitions or the three in general all of them yeah i mean i was disappointed with the claudia dolph match but uh that we'll save that for later but the exhibitions are a blast, mm-hmm. an absolute mm-hmm. blast. And mm-hmm. I was audibly laughing during both of them, especially the championship one. Like that was su- such a fun thing. Like you could tell, like they were definitely more comfortable because they were in their own element, but 
damn near sure as hell they were as competitive as if this was a real one. Like, I it, agree. It was taken as serious as a real one, but more silly and fun just because. A, it didn't really mean anything, and B, they seem to be obviously more comfortable in their own house, environment, studio, whatever it is. Yeah, so let's just get right into it. We have the Battle of the Champions, um, as it was as it was named, which, you know, obviously, duh. Um, so we had Alex the Demon Damon, the current Star Wars champion. We had Kevin the Smasher Smets, the current Intergeekdom champion. We had the team's champs for... Um, the founding fathers with Dan Morrill and John Rocco, but then we also had the singles champs, which is Dan Morrill. Um, and so it worked out well because there was the four of them. If they had five different people, they couldn't do the stream yard, um, which is just funny to, to think of that, but it worked out well. And it was just an overall movie trivia competition. Um, but obviously star Wars and inner geekdom were layered in there a little bit more than normal because of the, the, obviously the setting of it right we have the star wars champion we have the inner geekdom champion obviously they're competing in those divisions because they don't feel comfortable in the regular trivia uh, division just yet um but let's just let's say this i mean they both showed up hugely in this match um not just in their particular uh facets of the trivia but uh, and we're not going to break it down like we usually would. We're just kind of kind of discuss it. Favorite things, moments, stuff like that. Um, both Damon and Smets, for the lack of a better term, they crushed it in uh, all all the questions that they got. Like like Alex had said at the very end of the match, he's like, I got a sports questions, right? Like and yeah, <laughs> Kevin Smets, you know, he he was doing well in um, in all the other ones enough. So to where he won the match, he was the champion. He's the champion of the battle of champions. Um, you know, Alex, he, he rolled uh, star Wars in round two, which obviously helped, you know, he just fired off questions. Boom, boom, boom. in round two. But I gotta say, man, this is, uh, we had talked about it. Um, we love the, we love the showdown as for as what it is. We love it, but there is something about these exhibition matches over Streamyard like this. That just like brings a special energy to it. Um, and it, yeah. So I, Go ahead, take the floor, man. What what were some of your favorite parts for it? Uh, they're just it, it was almost like silly, like game in a way that and that was entertaining because you have like Riley just kind of like or uh, yeah, Ellis. Sorry, I always do that because same person. Uh, <laughs> but um, you've got like Ellis joking around with them. Harloff's just literally just like laying in his like sitting back in his chair and like they're just all joking with each other. And to be honest, coming into this, I was like, this, this is going to be Merle's just going to ruin them. Like well, it's, Merle, it's, Merle or Roka, one or the other, just because it, they're, they're competing in the division. Yeah. So to see that they, they did a fantastic job of putting star Wars and, uh, inner geekdom stuff in it. Because it was fair throughout the whole entire time. Now, did it probably work out a lot better? Because Damon and Smets landed on categories in the second round that they can actually do? Absolutely. We would. It would probably would have just been like a little bit more lopsided if they would have landed. If Damon would have landed on, I don't know. 
biopics or sports movies and you got Smets landing on soundtracks. Westerns. I don't know. Some something western, sure. But for lack of a better term, those two both landed on their categories. Well, which which in a weird way makes the match more fair. It it, it did make the it, match. It it literally came down to the end. Like Well, yeah, and, and what I'm what I'm saying is like if you were just to make it a, a straight, like you were to essentially pull the singles division into this match, more than likely they wouldn't land on their categories, right? But you're looking at the Star Wars champion landing on Star Wars and the Intergeekdom champion landing on MCU. It and then the other two, Merle and Roca, landing on categories that they're they're good with, right? It yeah. just it felt it felt like it was just right. Like it felt right. And it, it was, was so like, and, and it brought, match. and it just brought like, it brought like this super weird energy to the match. It's like as soon. And cause I believe Alex, I believe he was rolled first. Yeah. He um, went first. And that was, a, that was a, a, a domino effect of everybody saying, no, 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 no I'm not going to roll. I'm not going to roll yet. Um, but uh, then it, was, he, it was only, it was only Mer, uh, Merle, Merle to oh, him. Okay, and okay, he okay. said, and then he said, yeah, I'll do it. So, but the second he rolled Star Wars, you could tell that everyone just like, oh, like everyone crap. literally, like, you, crap, they, I'm going to, I have to step my game up now because he's going to go five for five or four for four or whatever it was. And he's just going to wreck shop and lo and behold, he did. But then everybody else is like, okay, this isn't exhibition anymore. Like this is, this is game on. And then Smets yeah. rolled MCU and then Merlin Roker are like, what do we got to yeah. do to make it a little bit more on our side? And it was just like. It, it's a super fun match to do, and it's the perfect one to start this exhibition run off. And if we're not going to have matches for a while, it just feels right that this is the way it happens. I would love yeah. to see this match over again, like a repeat, and just kind of like play this every. Like, yeah, this well, I'm saying out. like do it like a couple times, maybe like oh. once or twice more, and see who yeah. comes out on top every time. You had it. Everything worked out perfectly. The people that were in it are all fun, hilarious people, people that we like, we enjoy, we love seeing the categories. It all worked out perfectly. The, the scoring of the game, it was never, I mean, there were points where people were down and they had to make a comeback, but not once was there like the three of them are ahead and there's this one person that's just going to get knocked out early. The fact that they all made it to that third round and it was just like punch, 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 like throughout the whole thing, it made it so much better. And they were not like Smets's uh, second round questions were not give like lobs. Like I could not believe that one of the second round questions was how many times has Nick Fury appeared in the whole entire MCU. I was like, that's like a, to me, I was like, whoa, that's like a fifth round or a, a five point question. Like that, that's hard. That's a hard question. It wasn't, and it wasn't like, uh, Damon was getting a, like, uh, a lob of a star Wars. Like they were difficult ones. And so it, it was so much more enjoyable because, no one was out of it at any point until the end, until it was literally just, all right, if he gets better than you, you're going to get knocked out or you're, or he's going to get knocked out. And that's what just made it so much. Cause I mean, 
as much as we love to see maybe like someone just absolutely annihilate like Robert Parker kind of did in this setting, I would much rather see what we got with the, the four champions. That's why they're champions. They literally, it was knocked down drag out the whole way through. It wasn't just one of a, it wasn't just Merle swiping the slate of them. And that's what made it entertaining. Cause they're just, because you had the reactions of like people are pulling things out and they're just like, are you kidding me? How did he get that? So it was, it, it was so much, it might be like, which is funny because it was just an exhibition. It might be like one of my all time favorite episodes, period episodes, if you will. Yeah. A lot of people go to the exhibitions when they talk about favorites, because there's been so many of them. There's been a lot of good ones over the years. Um, it had, like you said, even though it was an exhibition, it had everything that a normal match had. Uh, we talked about, you know, the the lucky polls, like you know, Damon landing on Star Wars, um, and you know, Spence landing on MCU, and but we also have to mention the Roka poll with the Goblin from Lord of the Rings, like out of he, his, out of his backside, out of nowhere, like the king how cool, of that. how cool I, is that to keep him in the game? Not, like that's something that's not mentioned. Or, I don't know if anybody else has talked about it, but that question kept him in the game. Like absolutely. He didn't, he didn't end up, he didn't end up winning obviously, but he would not have been continuing on if he didn't answer that correctly. And so, um, super cool that it had everything that you want from not just a regular match, but really a champions match. Um, the only thing I will say is that after the watching the new release questions, I do wish that it was five rounds. I do wish that they threw oh, in, the, like, a championship the champion- one. I wish that they would have thrown in the championship rounds because technically it is the battle of the champions. Yeah. Um, you throw in the speed round, you throw in the betting round just to do it. Um, but in no way am I saying no, no, no. Like, the, like it was a bad match because it wasn't, it, it lived up and, and exceeded any expectation we had for it. Um, so much so that this should become like a yearly thing, if not more. Yeah. And well, it's funny because this kind of is more for, the second match, but it it's kind of cool because in the second match, we saw players that were on teams, but then there are people that aren't on teams. So it kind of almost is like a mini, like, what's the word? Uh, what am I trying to think of? Like a minor league, if you could. Like, mm. um, sorry, I'm segueing into the second one, but like, uh, like Perry. Not on a team. Could potentially be like, oh, she's pretty good. Come join yeah. us. Stuff yeah. like that. So I think the more we see it and the more stuff like that's going to happen, it's going to be awesome. And I agree with you. Five would have been cool. It probably – people would have probably got knocked out before five. But that, that, that makes it more fun. Yeah, it does. And in a championship one, but – I don't know. I think I just enjoyed seeing them all there the whole entire time. Oh no, really yeah, definitely, definitely. Bull, yeah. bull, you know, letting each other and yeah, yeah. It. I mean, freaking Roka is literally the king of pulling <laughs> answers out of thin air. It's such a cool but, moment. It was such a cool moment. Well, it's funny because I, I obviously had no idea what the answer was in my head. I'm like, oh, it's probably an elf. Like I don't know, and. The second he said it, Damon's face just goes like. Well, no, all all three of them. 
Dan and if you go back and watch it, Dan and Smets both, along with Damon, they reacted like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just pulled that. So I was watching. Yeah, well, I was watching uh, Damon because I was like, I mean, he seems to be pretty good with Lord of the Rings. He's been talking about it a lot lately. Um, And I figured like Smets would know it. But like the look of shock and even I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like I verbalized out loud. It it had that real match feeling. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. hundred percent. Literally. He's the king of pulling stuff out of nowhere, right stuff out of nowhere (laughs) and saving his hide. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, it definitely lived up to the hype. Um, definitely want to see more. Um, it was an incredible idea. And if anything, this match proved that along with the one that we're going to be talking about next, um, or after the, the Dolph Warfather one, um, that I know that exhibitions come at the expense of doing real matches in studio, make exhibitions over StreamYard like this, this, like it worked out perfectly. Like it worked out exactly how it should have. There were no problems. Um, I had no issue with them calling numbers for the wheel. Uh, instead of doing a spin, it worked out yeah, well. The idea behind it. Amazing. And so, I understand that the in-studio stuff is awesome. Like it works, especially for the bigger stuff. But if if you want to give more exhibitions, just do you can do one in an hour when people are at home on a on a random day and have it shot and it would work out perfectly. Yeah. It I I've yet to see a single person complain, be upset about anything. It's it's literally so awesome because it's I, I went into it like, okay, well, it's it's something. Now I'm like, when when's the next one? Like, I, I can't wait for this next. Who's, what's our next one? Like, who's the next? Like, it's, it was so much fun. And it, it takes you out of your reality of what you're kind of doing and, or what's going on. And you just enjoy, like, it's, it's funny because it almost feels like you're a part of it. Cause yes, you're, you're there. It's like, it's like when you watch SCN live and they're just joking around and being silly. And it's, it, it's, it's really cool that we get this and it makes everyone still feel like connected. Kind of like this, like everyone always says, this is a community and it really is. And just seeing the exhibitions, it puts a little bit of normalcy back in and, it's not it's not a joke. They're they're all out to win. They do not want to lose. Not one person in either of the exhibitions took it lightly. They they want to win. And so it's it's really fun. Like I really hope people aren't questioning whether or not if it's worth it because it's it's so worth it. So worth it. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the real match of the week. We'll we'll step away from the exhibitions here just for a little bit, and we're going to talk about Claudia Dolph versus Warfather. Um, we have Corruption versus the Burning Droogs, and if you recognize the name Claudia Dolph, that is because she has already been traded twice before playing. Um, her name has been popped up quite a bit in the league so far this year, um, but we finally get a look of look at her and her performance as a player. Um, Two unknown players, obviously, first-time players for the both – or excuse me, um, first-time players for the both of them in this league. Warfather competed in Inner Geekdom uh, before, uh, but he is in singles now playing for the Burning Drews and Robert Meyer Burnett. 
so we didn't really know what to expect with them. Uh, but I gotta say, they both they both stepped up and proved themselves pretty well. Um, pulled some questions out of their backside, uh, landed on some stuff that obviously wasn't a strength. For the first round, uh, they ended up being tied four four after one round. Um, again, got some questions that were a little bit tailored to them a little bit more. They both missed some questions, went back and forth, but ended up being a four four round one. And then we get to a round two, and this is where it kind of uh, went lopsided for a second. Claudia Dolph spun musicals to start the round, and she obliterated. She went perfect. Um, she got eight points. Uh, she went four for four. So she was up 12 to four after her round. And we have seen very few people do that with a category like musicals or, or dance yeah. or anything like that. And she's death. Yeah, and she, she seems to have a strength that a lot of people don't, and that can be pretty lethal on a team if that ever comes to that point, because you pair her with someone who has a completely opposite mindset and uh, strength, that can be pretty dangerous. But uh, we, we go to Warfather, and he initially spun dance, smartly spun away from it, because if you <laughs> pick musicals and dance together, you don't know if that's a Claudia, Golf, Claudia Dolph strength of hers. Um, and if he misses questions in a dance, she could just steal them up and get more points on her side. So he spun a gun and landed on Scarlett Johansson. Didn't really look too confident in it and ultimately only walked away with five points in that round. And Claudia Dolph walked away with a point as well. So it was a four-point swing um, after round two. So far, Brian, I mean, so it's 13-9 after, after the two rounds. Uh, we see someone absolutely crush their category, someone who kind of struggled a little bit. What were your thoughts going into uh, round three? Finally, we've, <laughs> we see corruption. Finally, have someone that's going to take us to – to the glory road and yeah it didn't work out but uh she's a lot stronger than a lot of these newer people like we've been seeing a lot of final scores where they hit like 14 maybe is like our highest she was not one of those she was in i would put her in an upper tier for I've, I mean, you of a first viewing an yeah. upper tier of these new people that we've seen that have their first match. Cause you, you have, you've, we've seen some that Robert Parker obliterate. Okay. Then you have the ones that are like, okay, you got a good amount of points. And then you see the ones that are like, they pull it out of their backsides. I would put her, in the upper, at, at, by the second round, I was like, wow, okay, she's definitely a competitor. And even Warfather, Warfather was kind of like in that middle. At, at that point, I was like, okay, he could be good too. And then, obviously, the third round happens. Yeah, so third round happens, and Warfather at this point has to answer all of his questions um, correctly to even have a shot here. And he only answers uh, two of his three, but they were the two-pointer and the five-pointer. So he walks away with seven points in round three, going up three points on Claudia Dolph. And we're we're sitting there at this point like, okay, like she has to answer a two and a three-pointer to win. That's all she has to do, yeah. right? She has to answer that. She has to answer a three-pointer just to tie. She has to answer the five-pointer just to uh, win the match. Um, and unlucky for her, she not only got categories that seemed to not really fit her, but she got questions that completely stumped her, and she went over three, and Warfather walked away with the lucky victory. The yeah. lucky victory, big time. And look, there's not really. I'll, I'll retract that because there's not really luck in a lot of these matches. But 
it was a matter of him fighting back from a from a an okay round two and doing what he needed to do and putting pressure on her to answer questions and she just wasn't able to do it um and burning drew and here's even the bigger part of it corruption could have had the tko going into that round and that walked away that was a two-point swing essentially for corruption because they were up two points and then they lost uh those two points and or a three-point swing even because they lost a point to burning drugs in that round or that match and so uh robert meyer burnett gets his guy a victory and i gotta say this before we get to your your thoughts here on the on the round three i love warfather i think <laughs> really i think he is like we had talked about it beforehand um with uh barbarian right how we weren't kind of like feeling his character too much we wanted to see a little bit more from him a little bit more fleshed out he this guy just came in like i'm warfather like you accept me or i don't care like that's just who he is and it worked out uh and and the cool thing is he stuck through it the entire match like even like on the whiteboard and the way he was saying stuff and he just stuck with the warfather through the entire match um and so right now i'm definitely pro warfather I don't know how I feel about him as a player just because I'm not a Robert Meyer Burnett fan, but as far as the character Warfather, I'm I'm on board with it. Yeah. Um I I, I was just kind of okay with the character. I, I I tend to lean away towards the over like the ones that are actual like characters where it's not like you're not a person, you're like more like a I don't know how to explain it. Like, like, a, like a war father or a barbarian or the ones that are actual characters instead yeah. of like a heel or a good guy or something like that. So that usually kind of just takes me out of it in general. If it's a person, no matter where, whose team you're on, whatever. Um, so I was just like, okay with it. Um, but, uh, Definitely impressed by Claudia Dolph. Um, she she showed that she could show hold her own against uh, like uh, solid competitors. She's not going to probably go out there and knock out a uh, I don't know who's up like a Roca or someone like high up right away, but she could probably take on that like middle tier of com- competitors and even probably scrape out a win against someone we wouldn't expect for her to beat. Like I'm trying to think of someone who, I don't know, someone, someone in that, like they're not like a belt holder, but you definitely could see them like one day, maybe making a run for it. So uh yeah, chips just didn't, not fall her way in the third round and it sucks because she she could have dragged out of there with some heavy points heavy and that would have changed corruption's team standings drastically yeah Um, and it it honestly could have it would have made some moves in the standings because burning troops is a shockingly as not low to the ground like they're up there in the rankings and it would it would have shifted some stuff, so it sucks. But I mean, Queen will figure it out. 
<laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Um, especially without matches coming uh, here in the near future, we shall see. All right, yeah, that, let's that go ahead. Me. Let's go ahead and touch on this other exhibition match we had that we have to talk about. This one dropped this uh, last week as well. Uh, just going forward, there will only be one a week. So uh, for for the time being, we will only have one exhibition match to talk about after this show. But for now, we are lucky enough to have these two, and this is the new release match, um, the new release champions match. And it was a battle, a four-way battle between the kid, Brennan Meyer, Paul Oyama, Dan Merle, and champion, reigning champion, Perry Nemiroff. Um, all very well in the new release uh, category. Obviously, Perry and Dan, both uh, high up in the critical world. They watch almost everything in theaters. Paul Oyama, it's well known what he does while he's on the island of Hawaii watching movies. And the kid is an actor. So, obviously, he's going to know a lot of stuff anyway. So, um very cool match. Very different. As we mentioned earlier, this was a five-rounder, full-on championship match. Uh, back and forth. Uh, early on, you could have saw a couple of these competitors falling off early, but each one of them fought back in their own specific ways, and there was a big swing in that um, the betting round for Pollyama and Perry Nemiroff, where they both bet. Perry bet two, Paul bet three, and then the kid and Dan both lost two points, and so they jumped up. And so there was a huge swing at that moment. Um, but again, very fun. The questions, I, the, the writers have to be given credit on these exhibition matches because they're so brilliant. The questions are so brilliant. And um, there's so lot. many different levels. There's so many different levels to them. And they're pulling, you know, I, I don't know the exact timeline for new releases. They said but 12 to 18 months or anywhere up to 18 months. Mark so essentially, So essentially almost two years. Yeah. Um, it, the way that the questions are are worded is brilliant, but also they throw in questions that are like very tricky and are oh, simple yeah. at the same time, and you make it makes yourself think. Um, and so I, I can't get enough of the one specific one. Well, which one? There's the, a couple. Uh, the five feet apart question. Oh no, I wasn't thinking about that one. I wasn't thinking about that. that. Um, there was I, one early I, on in 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 the match. Yeah, that one. Like I was sitting there like. That's is that a trick question or is that just like <laughs> are you stupid enough to pick a different number and and I think it was Oyama's question I want to uh -huh, say uh -huh. and he said the same thing like I was like it it can't be that easy and I'm well, like, also, also the also the question early on in the match with the for Perry the the snap and the blip right like if, uh, if that, like if if you're bad. if you're not like a massive Marvel fan but you've seen the movies you're gonna think it's called the snap because that's what everybody calls it. Yeah. But then she she just jumped the gun on the multiple yeah. choice before hearing all of them, and her competitors got all those or got the the steal on that one, and she missed yeah. out. But look, overall, um, very fun again, just like the the battle of the champions. Very fun, very unique and different. Um, I love that the exhibitions are designated to certain things like uh, new releases or rom coms or an '80s actions, which were the ones we're going to be getting. Um, because it brings out different players, right? We saw the kid and Pollyama and Dan Merle, and Merle has been on the two so far, and poor guy's over two in them so far. Um, but Perry, on his mouth. yeah, but like you had mentioned, like Perry isn't on a team, and she's not going to be competing because she's so busy working for Collider and all these all the things that she does. But this gives her an opportunity to do what she likes and the category that she enjoys, and so 
Um, and that's that's for all these matches that are going to be coming up, you know. And like with the the eighties action movies, we're getting Kaiser versus Finstock, which is going to be so fun and different. That is going to be um, an instant classic. Yeah. So I think that just like we talked about with the Battle of Champions, these are brilliant ideas, and it showed again why these exhibitions are so special um and why we have to pay for them because they're such great content that are worth paying for them absolutely um, so i couldn't be i couldn't be happier with the new releases one either yeah it, it was just as good and again people are definitely in the comfort of their own homes but taking this just as serious as anything else you brendan meyer and paulo yamo were very much like a oh, they were oh, oh. yeah like, like they were animated they were animated yes. doing everything um especially oyama anytime he knew someone missed something you'd see him go like yes like and it also it i love seeing that different side of oyama we've talked about it before he was such a hard ass last year i love seeing this much more of a bright oyama and it's really really starting to pay off yeah he's it's it's a crazy shift he went from not very liked character to people love him now he Mm -hmm. he was He's fun. He's entertaining to watch because now he's. It's just like this giddy kid from Hawaii that people are like, like, oh, I hope he gets it, like stuff like that. And you know, I mean, it was competitive. It was very competitive. I mean, we saw Merle uh, miss that one, and then his marker didn't. We couldn't tell. And yeah, Merle, yeah. Merle thought about like being. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. count, but you know. But like, so, but I honestly like if he would have even like said like no or challenge like. I don't think anybody would have fought him because it makes Probably sense. Not. And and even like Paul, Paul was like, like I understand, like I I get it, it's whatever. But you know, yeah. you, you kind of have to do an honor system when you're playing these matches, especially because it's over the computer, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's it just shows that like just because just because you're at home and this isn't points aren't being people are gun you're not gonna win lightly the competitive spirit of people are still there like a hundred percent do not want to lose and the more we see our our regular friends the more it's gonna i mean though i cannot wait for some of the ones we've got coming the back to the future one i mean brad and smets have been talking crap to each other on twitter since since it started it's so it just shows like people if they're they're talking crap they want to win if gilmore if you're listening to this or smets you catch this and i we would love to have both of you on after that match to talk about the back to the future um you know i'll definitely reach out but if if you catch this before i reach out i would we would that would be awesome to have you guys talk about back to the future match after it airs um, on the show so uh again if you get just before i reach out hit us up hit us up because we yeah. love to have you guys that that i there i mean all of them all mm-hmm. there's gonna there's such good category the bond i can't wait for the bond one too that, yeah the bond one's gonna be interesting because you also have uh emma fife in there too which is gonna be fun. i know it's that dude people are coming for these things like it's it's no joke it get i get pumped for it because there there are names there are names coming and it gives us content to talk about too yeah and i mean (laughs) it you it's funny because like you hear these some of these competitors like if this was all we talked about i'm going to destroy anyone in my path well now it's (laughs) not up for shut up and it's funny because 
some of these matches, all four of those people are saying the exact same thing that if I oh, get yeah. this, oh, yeah. I'm going to annihilate anyone. Well, three of you aren't. So it's like, uh, it just makes it so I'm so excited. It's, it's so fun and absolutely well worth more than ten dollars it's <laughs> yeah agreed all right well shall we shift our way to um stepping back into the past of this run as we have the past couple weeks where brian has been tackling um the previous season starting from the very beginning because he has never seen them um and we kind of made so it a we made it a little bit of a segment on the show as i mentioned we've been doing the last two weeks um and we've kept it the three matches per show and so for now we are on season two at the moment you started season two last week, correct? Yep. I'm so now on four. I just finished episodes four, five, and six. All right. So go ahead and take it away. Uh, we only have about 10 minutes for this segment or so. So why don't you tackle that quickly? So I, this is, it's getting good. Like I caught myself <laughs> going like, I could watch another one. Jake won't know, but it's, it's getting good. So I had, um, uh, team top 10 versus team screen junkies. Um, so that was, uh, Hal Rudnick and Nick Mundy from screen junkies and John Roca and, um, Matt Nost. Nost. Mm-hmm. And okay. Hal Rudnick Rudnick <laughs> is one of my favorites. Like he's I've so only loud. Seen, he, that's why he's hilarious. He's so animated and stuff. And, um, uh, this was Roca's first. V for Vendetta. Yes. I couldn't remember yes. if I, I couldn't remember if you, I don't think he showed up in the first season. Did he? No, no, no. So this was my introduction, no. my intro yeah. to Roka. Uh-huh. Um, so the V for Vendetta mask. This is, this is like where, this is like where the character of the Shmodown was starting to be born. It started oh, with him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. These, these four mat three matches, you started to see a lot more of the stuff you've, scene later on um and then uh fairly simple match because uh nick mundy basically just <laughs> pooped a brick in the second round and yeah. and how was not happy he was Monday was just kind of like this little in house. <laughs> How could you screw this up for us? Yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. going absolutely nuts. And yeah, knocked him out. They were knocked out in the second round. Didn't even make it to the third round. But that also shows the power of team top 10, man. They were good back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Roko was just you're the exact same as yeah. everything. That hasn't changed. I literally put in my thing. Roka hasn't changed a bit like <laughs> in my notes. Um, so then my next one, which you're going to love, uh, was Team Collider versus Team SourceFed. Uh, this was uh, John Schnepp and Dennis Zhang and uh, yep. Steve Zaragoza and Matt Lieberman. Yep. This was my first introduction to Schnepp. I obviously know who he is. Uh, dude, I, 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 got the, I got the chills right now, man. I don't know if you guys yeah. can see the hair standing up. I... Yeah, so I, I obviously am well aware who he is, well aware of the importance he brought to everything of this. But this is this was the first time I have ever even seen him on anything, because I uh, when he passed was kind of around the time when I started. Um, so 
this was my absolute introduction to him completely. And he's freaking good. He, he did amazing. Um, so I put obviously first time seeing him compete at all. Um, and then, uh, it was, I literally played, it was a great match. They literally, it came down to the last question. Again, one of those betting type situations where, whoever bets and knocks it and um, team collider ended up winning. So Schnepp and uh, Zhang Dennis um, ended up pulling that win out. And uh, it was, it was nice to finally kind of like almost like officially, I want to say like be introduced to him because obviously he was a huge impact on the whole community of Schmodown, but like, I never got to see like the origin of him or where he came from. And that was my first introduction to it. So, and how much like the, the collider aspect really came into it was his first appearance of it. So, yeah, he, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, um, how much he meant to the community and how much he meant to me. Uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to get a chance to meet with him and talk to him. Um, and take a, a, an awesome picture. We put the rock symbol up together. Um, yeah, at the AMC 100 Million Views Club. Uh, I've been watching uh, this crew, this this circle for a very long time. And, um, you know, Schnepp, once he once the Schmodown became the Schmodown, um, where it was in studio and it kind of became what it is now, uh, you know, he was, he was partnered with Robert Meyer Burnett and they were team heroes and, uh, competed in singles once or twice, and he, he famously lost to Finstock. Um, Stop spoiling for me. Uh, you, you, you know, you'll get there eventually. You probably, I'll, you probably would I'll have been spoiled it. anyway. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he's he's a very special human being. He's he's the original sweaty. He's the king of the sweaties. Um, you know, being who I know who you are, and being who you are, you would really enjoy a lot of his stuff as far as. Uh, the time when he hosted heroes, the comic book show and his time on, on uh, movie talk and all that type of stuff. You should really check it out. Give us, you know, even if it's just an episode or so um, he's just such a vibrant, uh, energetic human being that lit up the room every time you talk to him. And again, I'm not talking about this from a personal experience. I met the guy once, but I watched him over and over and over again through a screen. And I felt like I knew him and seeing him in that, in the Shimona was always fun. I know Christian always had a big plan for him um, you know, touted as big man, and he wanted him to go to heel at one point and be the bad guy, the big bad villain, and uh, just never was able to, to happen. So, um, yeah, I I forgot that they debuted there, and uh, Schnepp is is one of a kind, and you know we miss him every day, and I think that uh, his legacy will always live on. But seeing him in the show that was always fun because he he really bought into it and understood what it was. Yeah, because this this was one of those things where I saw, I always see in the promo where he came out in the Superman costume uh-huh. and then his partner was Batman, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's nice to put context to it. And once I saw it coming, I was like, Oh, Jake's going to love hearing. He, he would have, um, I know that Christian has talked about it multiple times and I'll, I'll say it quickly. Cause we have to, we have to go quickly here. Um, he, Christian had, he had, they had talked about him going heel he would have been the perfect counterpart to Mike Kalinowski. He would have been the perfect counterpart to a Mike Kalinowski because Kalinowski's great inner geekdom. Schnepp is a, he he knew film. He knew film, not just inner geekdom stuff. He knew film. He was a sweaty. He's the king of them. 
but he knew film. And because he wanted to go bad, uh, Kanowski and Schnepp would have been a great team and a great combo together for a corruption style. Um, nothing against a Chance Ellison because he, he's incredible, but I could have seen a, a Mike Kanowski, Mike Kalinowski, and a John Schnepp together on a team just like ruling the Schmodown, going after it, you know, like the villains they are. So. Yeah, so I figured you'd like hearing that one. So that was my uh, introduction to him. Uh, and then my very last one was Team B Team versus Team Champs. So this was my <laughs> this was my introduction to uh, Dan Merle as well. Yeah, and Mark uh, Riley partnered together, right? Yes, and then they actually ironically played uh, Ace Cabrera, yep. who. Inter- we just did a thing about. Yep. I had no idea he'd been around that long. I thought he was another new, just new person. Mm. Um, and uh, it was a three-person. It was a handicap three versus two. It match. was all the in- it was all the interns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was um, Dan Merle and Mark Riley versus uh, uh, Cobster, Cody Hall, and uh, Cabrera. And yeah. so. It- <laughs> It was, uh, oh man, that's I I rem- I now now that you're saying this, I legitimately remember watching this match and how much fun it was. Yeah, they came out as uh, uh, T Rexes and uh, <laughs> Cobster was uh, the and, they, uh, and one of them one of them like attacked the other, right? They did, did that happen that they, match? Oh no, they killed Maku, uh, Makuga. That's what it was. That's what it was. They yeah. killed Makuga. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Makuga yeah. was just eating the popcorn. And yeah, they and they were, like. Him, yeah, yeah. And you see the popcorn going everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, and then Cobster was Chris Pratt's character. Uh, yes, yes. And so, um, and then uh, Riley and Merle came out like their slick suits and stuff like that. And um, I didn't realize Screen Junkies had their own little thing because I kept, I was getting so confused, like, because he had a belt too, because they kept calling him uh, Merle. It's the mo- movie fights. The movie fights. Yeah. So uh, I obviously figured that halfway through it, um, but it was just funny because the whole entire match, they were just everyone was like, "All right, so we're surprised that the interns are still here." Like it's <laughs> like they, I mean they they held their own for the most part. They they I mean, know their stuff. If they get categories, they like they know their stuff. Yeah. So I mean it. I mean cops are wanting to win so bad you could tell, um, but yeah. I mean it was. It was nice seeing uh, Merle have his debut and kind of like learn where he came from. And then um, no FSU hat, but it was a black hat. Yeah. So no, he, thought, he's, still, thought, he's still classic Merle. Still classic yeah. Merle. So, um, yeah. And then obviously the champs won in that uh, that match. But, uh, yeah, a lot of debuts for me. Uh, Schnepp, Roca, Merle, Ace. The, the interns. They – uh, no, I've been. They were in season like Cody Hall and Copster. I. Oh, you're right. You're right. 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 Good call. Um, but um, yeah, lots of lots of new faces, new oh, faces. I know, seeing them for the first time. That was yes, pretty cool. Their their introductions. So, That's yeah. cool. It's always fun for me to walk down memory lane. Um, I remember sitting down on Thursday nights, popping popping the computer up and watching this, and um, six o'clock, six p.m. PT. It was that's what it always was. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this go along again, guys. We're doing this each week. Uh, Brian's watching three, just three matches a week, just it's, three matches a week. 
dude, I I came this close <laughs> to hitting the next one. Um, and we'll be doing this every weekend. Uh, I think I'm gonna try my best to clip these out and put it up. That way, you guys can check this out as well on a uh, on a shorter basis. But for now, that is it for this week on uh, the rundown for past matches. We're gonna quickly go to the faction standings here, and Brian's gonna run this down quickly again. Only going off of one match a week, but there was a little bit of a jump for one faction. So, Brian, take it away. Yes. So, uh, obviously, exhibitions don't count. So, uh, in first place, we still have Finstock Exchange with 16 points. Uh, second place is the Den still with 10 points. Swag is still sitting in third place with seven. And then our move of the week was the Burning Drukes to sole possession of fourth place with six points. Uh, fifth place, we have the usual suspects at, uh, with four points. Rockstars as, uh, in sixth place as well with four points. The Dungeon in seventh place with as well four points. And then rounding out our bottom two in eighth place is the Corky Mercs with three. And Corruption, unfortunately, sitting at the bottom with two points. Yeah, I mean, not not a whole lot of changing. Obviously, uh, Burning Drews get a point, a point on their side, which is uh, good for them because not a lot of stuff is coming up. Uh, they will definitely change this week because we have a match between Rockstars and Swag, uh, a team's match, um, and that is Rogue 2 versus uh, Too Smooth is the name of Or no, they actually changed their name, if I'm not mistaken. The Wicked. It's Rogue 2 versus The Wicked this week, um, and so we will have a reaction to that, I promise, and we will be talking about that next week, and we're also going to try and reach out to a couple of the players see if they're going to be able to join us for a rundown of the match that happened. So for now, guys, that is a certain point of view this week. Um, let us know in the comments what you guys think of everything we talked about today, the matches, the exhibition matches. If if you guys have not gotten a chance to watch the exhibitions and you're not a Patreon, you're not on Patreon yet. Um, is this helping, guys? Is this something you guys want to see? A, a breakdown of the matches, just a rundown, conversation, stuff like that. Uh, it's something we obviously want to talk about, but we're here to talk about it for you guys. So we want to hear your thoughts. Um, Brian, as always, thank you for joining me, uh, sir. Uh, always no fun to talk to you with you. Um, again, guys, for now, uh, the show is going to be up earlier in the week. Uh, we're switching things up a little bit. I didn't put it up on Tuesday this week because I did a conflict of uh, backstage. I didn't want it going at the same time. And so um, for now, you may see it up on Mondays or Wednesdays, de depending on our schedules. Um, that's kind of what we're aiming for, but it is always going to be up on audio as well. So check us out on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. You guys can find us on Twitter at ShmoDownPUV right up there above Brian. Um, hit us up on all our social medias, all that stuff. We're having conversations with people, you know, liking and retweeting and putting polls, stuff like that, having a lot of fun. So make sure you guys follow us there. Again, you guys can follow us always on YouTube as well, where the show lives. So again, thank you guys for joining us on A Certain Point of View, number 12. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good day.